Well, welcome to another episode of the No Feeding Tubes Show. I'm your host, Yvonne McLaren, and I'm here to help you live your best food life following or during head and neck cancer treatment. Thanks for listening. It's great to have you here. This is a lived experience and one that I think is better shared. And if you like the show, consider supporting it by showing me the love on the show link. Every little bit helps. So grab your favourite beverage or your walking shoes and let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the No Feeding Tubes show. I'm your host Yvonne McLaren and today I'm very excited to be talking about this and all will be revealed shortly. But eating on the run uh, and by that I mean sort of meal planning on the road when you're away from your kitchen, from your home base and it's been a very long journey for me to even get to this episode so I'm super excited to talk about this today and I'm excited about this because uh, it means that I have come and have a milestone that I can now celebrate and if you've undertaken my Mind Food Body program you'll know that I talk about milestones and the importance in celebrating them so This is my personal milestone because I'm actually celebrating the ability uh, of me being able to operate for a length of time away from my home base, from my home kitchen. And I'm going to talk about three things today with eating on the run. And I use that title (laughs) somewhat um, hesitantly because as we know we can't do much with eating and head and neck cancer treatment in terms of being spontaneous and talking and doing other things it is and has become an incredibly mindful practice so three things I'm going to talk about today and are going to cover are being prepared how do you prepare to eat on the run, eat on the fly, if you like? And I'm going to be talking about this from the point of view of I'm going to be traveling and walking for over a month um, with no support crew, with no uh, access to my own personal kitchen, uh, no access to food that I'm currently familiar with. So, The first thing I want to talk about is being prepared. The second thing I will touch on is knowing your fallback foods and meals and having a really good understanding of what that might look like in a foreign environment. And the third thing I'm going to talk about is coping with anxiety and fear uh, and being brave. So that's today's topic, walking, um, eating on the run, if you like. So being prepared, what do I mean by that? Uh, I don't realise it, but I do spend a lot of time um, researching and planning my food and how I'm going to undertake certain activities based on food and what I can manage. Now, for example, I've been training for this walk and in my training, which has involved me literally walking here in my home in Australia uh, with my pack, my backpack, 
with my water, with my snacks, because often I could be away for an entire day, which means I have to have planned. Um, I'd have had something to eat before I go, which I don't often do. Normally, for me, it's a coffee with a bit of cream in it. That gives me enough calories to go. Um, and then I have to pack in my backpack my food around that whilst we're walking and we really are in the middle of nowhere there's no shops or somewhere to stop and get, grab stuff we're in the middle of the Australian bush so uh, I pack accordingly <clears throat> um, being prepared so that might mean and in my case it means having a thermos that I can keep hot uh, if I'm taking soup um, a thermos that I have often a coffee and cream in that as well, snacks that I can have with that soup and I often just take soup because it enables me to eat something a little bit drier but also get it down with the soup. And um, knowing what snacks I can manage and <laughs> I tell you what, there's nothing worse than being out in the middle of nowhere and you're hungry and you're cold and you're tired and you want to eat something and you can't because you either can't chew it or you can't swallow it uh, or you can't do it easy or you can't do it in the time frame that the rest of the group's walking in. This will be a little bit different for me because I will be walking solo but when you're with a group of people, you're walking together so you need to eat together and you need to sort of finish at the same time. So I've done my due diligence and I'm prepared for that day's walking and I'm prepared to cover normally three meals and perhaps an emergency where I've sprained an ankle or someone's broken a leg or someone's fallen down a ravine or, you know, I'm always prepared for um you know, something else that might or potentially go wrong. So I've had to research vessels that I put my food in. I've had to research the type of snacks and lightweight and easily edible food that I can actually manage. Uh, and that has meant buying different brands, trying them out. There's some brands that just make me cough. Now, if you are listening to this on podcast, you can't see me. But if you're watching on YouTube, what I've done here, I'm just holding up a couple of bars. I've actually ended up with these paleo bars that I got from Audi. Audi is pretty new in Australia. It may not be to the rest of the world, but these paleo bars I've found are quite good. They've got nuts in them and they've got dried fruit in them. But because they've been mashed together and they're fine, I can manage these quite well. The other thing that I'm now working with is dark chocolate and it comes in these little packs so they're really good for me uh, to eat on the go I can eat them and get an instant calorie hit and an instant energy hit should I need it so I've I've had to um, buy brands and try them I've been very unsuccessful with another Audi brand which is an oat bar it's called an oat and fruit bar, I think. Now, the oats in it literally make me cough from the time I start it to the time I end. However, I did try another bar which was gluten-free and I managed that much easier. Same brand, same bar, just gluten-free. And just as a way of a bit of a tip from me, 
may work for you. I find gluten-free and vegetarian really useful because it tends to not have the ingredients that trigger coughing, um, sneezing, uh, and difficulty with um, actual mastication and getting that food bolus down my throat. So being prepared, um, knowing your fallbacks. So my fallbacks in this instance are uh, dark chocolate, and I we have a, an amazing chocolatier here in uh, my hometown of Adelaide called Hague's, and I when I can afford it, <laughs> I get their super dark. They come in little pellets. They're, they're like a little tab, like a big smarty. Um, that dark chocolate is brilliant. I know that I can suck on that. It will melt. It won't make me cough and I can get it down relatively easily. There is other dark chocolate that's slightly cheaper or is cheaper that has other ingredients in it that I it that I just simply cannot swallow. It it bungs up like I've I don't know what they put in it. It must be an artificial fattener or it's a fat from seeds or nuts I don't know what it is but there are certain chocolates that I cannot manage and it tends to be the cheaper varieties in fact I'm finding everything the dearer variety of anything is generally the better option for me but knowing my fallback so I always take with me walking or when I'm out for the day doing work meetings um, hot soup I don't add noodles to it. I generally add a pre-beaten egg, preferably free-range eggs. I'm very anti-caged chickens for caged eggs, but that's another episode for another day. Um, I always take a hot thermos of chicken stock with an egg beaten into it. That gives me um, water. Like it gives me um, um, moisture so I'm not getting dehydrated and it also gives me a protein hit so it keeps me fuller for longer and it gives me some calories um, as well as that water level which I'm always conscious of getting dehydrated and the third thing is you know this walking um, uh, with head and neck cancer or just eating on the run generally or just being out and trying to work your normal daily work day um, without having access to your own kitchen. You've got to be super organised, I've discovered. You've got to have the right utensils to put your food in. Uh, and I know even when I'm bushwalking that I have to have the right type of water vessel to drink out of some of those tops on some of those water vessels I just simply can't manage they just immediately go down the wrong way and I end up coughing and spluttering and not being able to breathe and not being able to swallow water so I get a wide mouthed uh, drink bottle that enables me to literally chug water down because I'm not breathing while I'm drinking I'm just drinking and I must focus just on that but coping with the anxiety and the fear that comes with this and look, I don't know maybe it's just me but I do get very anxious and fearful about going anywhere and doing anything that means I'm away from total control over my food and at the moment for those that are interested I'm um, 
doing a meditation course and really learning how to meditate properly through a man called Sam Harris who I've just discovered and I've actually downloaded his app. It's called Waking Up and it's an app. It's not very expensive. In fact, if you can't afford it, they give it away for free. Um, I did pay for a year's uh, access to this app and I absolutely love it and it has taught me and is teaching me how to deal with this food anxiety and the fear of going and doing things because I don't have control over my food for that day or that week or as what is going to happen to me. I'm going to be away for nearly five weeks and eating I don't know what. Uh, I've got some snacks for the plane, things that I know that I can eat. Um, and, and I've talked about this before, and I think it was in about episode 26, transitional foods. Um, I've got a lot of transitional foods packed into my onboard luggage so that I can eat whatever I want to eat during the flight. It's going to take me uh, about 37 hours to get to where I'm going. Um, and I know that airline food may or may not work for me. Um, fish might work for me. Vegetarian vegetarian meals might work for me. But what I don't want to have happen is for me to be stuck, you know, thousands of kilometres in the air with nothing to eat. Uh, so I'm taking my own tea bag so I know that I can manage the um, hydration point of the journey. I will take my own transitional food snacks. I will pack the bars and the chocolate that I know that I can eat. That it, Worst case scenario, I will eat that. Um, I've also chosen my holiday destination and my walking destination so that uh, I have the optimal chance of being able to eat something. And I'm going to be doing a separate food vlog on this whole journey so that if you're one of those people like I was, uh, as I say, it's a milestone for me. I'm I'm going to do this. Uh, you're not doing things because of your inability to be able to access the right food. Then this is the food vlog for you. You can follow me on Penguins. Um, that's where I'm putting a lot of it. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram. I'll be putting the journey there as well. And I'm going to show you things like how to uh, talk to people in cafes or homes or restaurants or why, with English as a second language and how to try and explain to people why you can't or can eat this or not that or what you're looking for. Um, and I don't know about you, but I found that very anxiety-causing and quite fearful. So meditation, uh, recognising where the anxiety is coming from, and as I say, this um, app that I'm using has been super helpful in that and I've even downloaded it so that I can listen to it en route whilst I'm travelling because it really is training and I'm really training my mind as to how to operate uh, my best food life without having control over the food that's being um, made available to me on the trip. So I hope you've got something out of it. So I'm going to make it a bit of a shorter episode today. Um, be prepared, know your fallback food and 
make sure you've got some uh, techniques and tactics to be managing anxiety and fear on that journey should you decide to venture out beyond your own kitchen at home. Thanks for joining me today. Um, Eating on the run, and I say that a bit tongue-in-cheek, but uh, I hope you've got something out of that and uh, I look forward to you enjoying uh, joining me again uh, at the next episode. Uh, I'm so pleased you could stay and listen or watch um, whatever you might be doing at this particular time, but I look forward to seeing you in the next episode and um, I also hope that you can follow my journey uh, if you haven't followed me on Facebook, look up Yvonne Grace McLaren. McLaren's got two C's and there's a couple of links there that will enable you to follow me on Facebook and or follow my journey as I walk from Portugal to Spain. Okay, take care everybody until next episode. Bye.